Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Happy 420, y'all. Today, the Cardinals are not in last place. They're not? <laughs> no. They were. Thank God for the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Yeah, um, they're horrible. So, I mean, I guess we're moving up. The only way you can go was up when we were in Woo! last place. Hey, baby steps, bro. Hey, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm so confused. My computer says my volume for my AirPods are on is on the lowest possible setting, and I can hear you loudly. So we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna am, roll going deaf. I don't know what's happening. I am loud. I am loud. So also, I do have a question before we get into baseball. Um, I texted you right before we come on to do the show, and I said, um, "Hey, uh, I'm ready whenever you are." And your response was, "Um." Let me get a cup of tea and then I'll invite you. Are are we turning it? Look, I leave Godfrey, Illinois and move down here to the 504. And my favorite bar of all time, which is still my favorite bar of all time, goes from a local hometown bar to massive sports or soccer bar now. Is this, I mean, are you trying to switch the, now that the Cardinals are struggling, are you trying to let me know (laughs) that we're going to make a switch? Because I know nothing about soccer. No, I couldn't care less about soccer. Shout out STL City. I can't wait to go to a game. I don't really care to talk about them, though. Um, no, but I can't say glass. This is a cup. Cup. That's a – it's not – okay, well, okay. When, it's a cup. It's, a, it's you, like called a big cup. You get them on Tuesdays at the bar I go to. We have like 8,000 of them right over my right shoulder from Mardi Gras. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah okay, I, I just wanted to make sure because that's the first time you've ever responded no. with – it's usually let me get a coffee – or uh, a high noon, or um, a water, have. or a, or a, a soda. It was a cup of tea, and I'd never. I was just trying like, to. I just was trying to see if you were trying to give me a hint of where you thought the podcast should end. No, I was just trying to be transparent about the drink I was getting. So okay, let's move on fair. to the Cardinals. Because... Let's move on. So we covered Monday night's debacle, so we don't have to get into that. Uh, we only have two, which means they were one and one. So that's good. Uh, Tuesday night, obviously the big comeback. Yesterday, the massive offensive explosion that potentially ended Madison Bumgarner's career. Yeah, big, you say big comeback. Well, we lost, so it wasn't Well, that we big. did. Um, Wilson Contreras is back, which is nice. We'll talk about him, I'm sure. Um, yeah, Mad Bum. Talk about Wilson Contreras and Mad Bum. I don't know what the hell that dude's problem is, man. Like, He's what, an angry man. You throw a fastball. I mean, I I actually like it. Like, when Mad Bum was really great, I hated that he kept beating the Cardinals. That sucked. Um, but I liked it because, you know, you had, can be a little pissy when you're good. But ever since Max Muncy hit that nuke off him and he yelled at him, and then Muncy told him to get the ball out of the water, <laughs> your, your tough guy acts over with, dude. You have like a free whip. Shut the fuck up. Shut yeah, up. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Madison Bumgarner is I, I think that he has become like I hate the term old school, right? Because it makes like, I think when people say, oh, I'm just old school, essentially what they're telling me is my belief in the sport is better than your belief in the or sport. They're un- but, or that they're unwilling to change. Agreed. 100 percent That's when you tell me you're old school, that's what I think. But I think that that's what he has tried to become. Like it's almost walk I I right? I, like get off okay. my lawn. Like, I don't I think it. it's fair to say he tried to become. I think that's just who he's always been, that's and he valid. hasn't changed. That's um, it is weird to me that he's like best friends with Adam Wainwright. Well, not best friends, but really close friends because they're maybe going to be more different humans. But I bet Mad Bum's a great guy. Like, honestly, I bet he's a good dude. He just does that stuff, you know, and it's weird. I get it. But also, like, you're going to talk shit after he swings at an OO fastball and makes a noise, and then you throw him four straight balls and walk him. How do you do that? You got to yeah. at least go after him and whoever wins, wins. You can't right. let him walk. Yeah. Like, and, like, and also to be fair, like Chris Carpenter had that in him, right? Like when Not he was like here, that. but well, he yelled at his own teammate. But he like would have struck him out. Did. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like there is, I do, th- I am here about all of it, by the way. I, you know that I love the celebrations. I love when pitchers, I love the Karen check when he gets fired up after he does something. Well, I He's love that stuff. He is, but I love it. But also you can't really do that when you have a 10 ERA and you're mad because the guy swung too hard at your fastball. Like, is that what you were mad about? No, I don't no he was, he was mad that Wilson made that noise. Like, Ooh, I missed that one, which he does a lot, by the way, never noticed that until just now, but I do understand the psyche of it of, Hey, that pitch was horrible. And I should have taken you 450 feet. Right. You're not going to like that. Here's the thing that I will say about mad bum though. You do say like, if you have a 15 area, whatever it is now, 
um, don't do that. But also there's something I do respect about being the same guy when you're succeeding and when you're failing. Cause I guess that is kind of admirable. Like he is the same dude and he's wearing it out there. It is what it is. Wilson's a polarizing guy. Um, he was sticking his tongue out at the other team during the comeback the other day. Like that's just what he does. And he told you, like he told you before he came, yes. I don't want the other team to like me. So I guess I can't get too angry when the other team doesn't like him. Cause that's kind of what he wants. I tweeted out yesterday. I really assume that Madison, I think everyone assumes and myself include that Madison Bumgarner is 41, like we know. And then you look up and he's 33. That doesn't seem possible. Seems like this dude has been in the league since Kershaw and Wayno have been in the league. Yeah. I mean, it, it just feels like he's been here. And I shouldn't maybe I put Kershaw in a bad place here. I honestly don't have any idea how old he is. He's gonna be 37. Kershaw is like 33. 33. Oh my god, so they're the same age. So I did that. I just gave ricochet shots to Kershaw for Sorry, no 35. My bad. Okay. 35. But it just seems to me like these three guys have all been there the exact same time. And it feels to me like Madison Bumgarner should be 41 years old. And when you're pitching this way, you think about like this last thing, we spent way too much time on Madison Bumgarner. Somebody's going to pick him up, right? Like some, somebody's going to I don't know why you would. He's good at nothing. I mean, yeah, that's legitimately the worst doesn't have a job. That's fair. Like, you know, he never got one. Mad Bum's legitimately one of, if not the worst starter in baseball and just got cut by a team who's dead and desperate for back end rotation help. Yeah, isn't that wild that they that Arizona cut a guy to eat thirty four million dollars? Good for them, right? The I out. agree. He's not helping you. He, you're going with the youth movement, and he's obviously not on board with that. So at this point, they have a young stud, Brandon Font, who will be up. I'm assuming for the next time through the rotation. But you know what's funny? Guess who they called up today oh. to take Mad Bum's spot? Anthony Mesowitz, the oh, Cardinal oh, reliever. Card- <laughs> former Cardinal reliever. <laughs> So All right. Well, okay. So I think that, I mean, I, the, what you saw was a lot of heart on the Tuesday night game. That was great. That was good to see the comeback. You're down. You're, you, I mean, yeah. Monty, not good. Monty was not good. The Jack right. Flaherty, Monty, that's, I love seeing that. Let's get into Those that. Are, let's get into Let's yeah. actually okay, get into go that. Go for more. it. Go for it. Um, I love that. Okay. So if you don't know what we're talking about, there's clips, go to Cardinals gifts. You'll find it. He has everything you could ever want to find. Yes. Um, Jack was, I don't think he knew. I, I think he might've known the camera was on him. Not at first. Cause he was talking to him and he was kind of like, he made Monty smile and giving up seven runs and what was it? Four or five innings. Not going to smile very much. And then you could see Jack. I think he realized the camera was probably on him for whatever reason. Um, and he put his like jacket over his mouth and said something. And then Monty started laughing and he put his arm around him and he did what you would expect Wainwright to do. Like he yes. was talking to him and, I think Jack Flaherty, since he's been here, really, has kind of take, tried to take on a leadership role. Being injured makes it difficult, obviously. I think he's starting to take that next level, and I think him performing well, which I know he, his stat line ended up being four and runs in six innings. That's not how he pitched. Like Two no. of those runs are on Andre Pallante. I thought Jack pitched really, really well that game. Just one bad inning. I think that's the next step for him is being able to go, you know, three times through the order now. Like he's gotten the first two times down. We forget Jack's been injured. It's a progression to get back to being the Jack Flaherty, but I think he's on his way, which is great. But I love seeing the leadership role that he's taking on because a lot of times we don't get to see that stuff. It's in the clubhouse or the cameras aren't on the dugout when it happens. But I did think it was cool to see him taking on that role because Jack Flaherty is our union rep. He is a guy that everyone talks about. He leads like the group chats. He does everything. Um, he is a leader in that clubhouse and he's a big presence. We all know that. So I like being able to see that a peek behind the court curtain. And it just makes you really want him to come back and be the leader for a while, I think. Yeah, you know, I think Brad Thompson ta- talked about it a little bit, but I do think, and I'm not saying that our viewers and our listeners don't understand this. That's not what I mean at all when I say this. But I do think a lot of people don't realize that of all the groups that, that are together the most, it's the starting pitchers and the relievers. You get The relievers spend the entire game out in the bullpen, but the starters, when they're not pitching, all sit together on that front stoop. They talk, they chart each other's pitches. They spend a ton of time with each other. They go out and they golf. They're the ones who show up first to spring training. They are they are like a family. It's like a brotherhood in there with those those five guys. And you know, you, we, Wayno, Miles, they they've been here for a little bit. They accepted Monty right in. Feels like he has fit right in with that group of humans. And you know, they are like when when somebody one of your brothers is struggling, like you feel for them. And and what like you're right, you're right. That's something I would have expected Chris Carpenter to do, or Woody Williams to do, or then now Wayno to do. Seeing Jack do that went a long way for me. I, I mean, I, you know, my, my love for Jack yeah. anyway, but I'd love to see it. 
We've talked on here before briefly a while ago about how Adam Wainwright, when he was on CC Sabathia's podcast about a year, I want to say either before or during the 2021 season, he said the only guy that can come up to him and say, Hey, like push him a little bit and say, Hey, fix your shit. Like you're, you're not doing what you need to be doing. Your mentality is not right. Your curveball is not coming out the right way. You need to fix it now where this starts going to go badly. Um, it's Jack Flaherty. He was like, I would yep. never let a young guy talk to me, but that's just the presence Jack Flaherty has. And he's just brought since he was young. Like, that's just who he is. He's a natural born leader. And I know a lot of people don't like Jack Flaherty for whatever reason, whether it's politics, injuries, I don't really care. Um, if you're a Cardinal fan, you have to love that just because you have to love someone stepping up and being a leader in a time where you need someone to lead this rotation right now. And he's been doing it performance wise. And now he's doing it um, in the clubhouse or locker. I mean, I guess dugout, but probably clubhouse as well. And I, I just really like that. I hope there's more of that. I actually hope there's less of it because I don't want to see any more seven run outings from our second feels, best starting pitcher. But feels like an anomaly from Monty. Like to be honest yeah. with you, feels like an anomaly. Everybody has him. The plate. Yeah, everybody has him. Um, here's what I'll say, uh, Jack. Right now, one thirty nine ERA plus. I mean, that's thirty nine percent above league average. Yeah. So for those of you who continue to try to tell me that he's not good, you literally Google's free. So you can find all the baseball yeah. references free. You can find all the info you want. But those people who continue to tell me that have an ulterior motive behind why they don't like Jack Flaherty. Yeah. So I don't even associate with that anymore. Yeah, and it's also like strange to me. Like his ERA plus should be worse. Like he should, should be should, worse. It should be. But here's the thing. Like I thought his last start was way better. Like I thought he should have probably gone, probably been a quality start, honestly. Yeah. Like that's how good he looked. And he didn't get it. He gave up four runs. So that's what baseball does. It evens out. We keep talking about this. Like you're going to have, honestly, you have a weird, two weird starts in a row where you walk 13 guys in 10 innings and you don't give up barely any runs. You probably have some bad luck coming your way because baseball will even itself out at some point. So it is what it is. I'm glad to see that. Um, I have a question and this is, no. it's so weird because we live on this roller coaster day to day with baseball. You know, you go from that heartbreaking non-comeback like they didn't finish off the comeback, but Wilson's getting red hot. We talk about him later. Um, and then we win, we score 14 runs. Are you in a better place now than you were before Wednesday's game? Or is it, we have to see more going West? Okay, here's, you. first of all, you have known me your entire life, obviously, right? Stupid yeah. Catherine <laughs> yes, obvious comment there. Um, however, you know that my mood when my teams win is dramatically altered. So like, and it's, I've gotten to a point in my, and I think since I stopped coaching, I've gotten to a point to where I don't, I don't get as angry with the losses, but I kind of get happier with the wins. If that makes any sense, I don't think that's like, true. I it, think, I think it is. You text think, me bullshit all the time. That's over. Well, that's that's literal prisoner of the moment of the game. But used to be, and your mom can verify this. Asking all my buddies and, and my parents for when I played and everything else, losses stuck with me for a long time. When I coached everything, now I kind of like prisoner of the moment in the game. Agree with you. When the game's over, I move on and I watch something else on TV. But the wins, I get just, I felt even better today. My collard green sandwich at Turkey and the Wolf tasted even better. My PBR tall boy was even colder. Like when you win, but if we would have lost, it would it would have tasted good, but I wouldn't have been mad. Like I No, I think if they would have gotten swept by the D-backs at home, it wouldn't have tasted good. <laughs> I, I um, agree. But that's where I'm at right now as far as the sports fandom. Like to be honest with you, I let go of the losses way easier than I used to. Yeah, I I do too, actually. And I think it's a lot, baseball is easier to do that with because you've literally just most of the time other than today, which is an off day, you've got tomorrow to look forward to. And like, you can fix the script. Like, yeah, it sucked that they came back. And I think, I think coming back and losing, not that it's better than coming back and winning because that's just not the case. But I do think there is something to coming back, fighting back. Wilson just being the catalyst in that, hitting two home runs to to help propel that. I think that could be an inning where like ninth inning, particularly where you look back and say, that's something that jump started this team. It could, it could not be. We thought that about Nolan's double against the Rockies. And then they went on to split with the pirates and lose a series to the diamondbacks. You never know when that moment comes. You only know in hindsight. So we can say that's the moment that we don't know until it plays out, but that could be something that gets them going forward. And then obviously a 14 run game doesn't really do much for me when it's off a lefty that's been horrible to be honest with you. Cause you kind of expect to do that, but it was still nice to see. And then Gorman's grand slam. Let's get into Contreras and Gorman, if you'd like, but we spent a lot of time on Gorman. Yeah. Last let's time. start on Willie. And then I want to go. Oh, sorry. 
And then I want to go to the next series, unless there's anything else you want to talk about from this series. But really, I think Contreras is the main takeaway for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about Willie a little bit. Uh, Obviously, uh, social media is full of major league managers who know it all and wanted to move him down. Um, And that's, look, let me say, I I mean, we all have our beliefs. We all have our ideas. I love, I support all of those. That's fine. But when you've got a guy like Wilson Contreras, who is a proven big league hitter, like this isn't a guy who's had one or two good years. This is a guy, World Series champion, proven big league hitter. When he signed, he signed here to hit in the middle of that order. Like Goldie and Nato both struggling right now. You don't need to move them around. Out, you're not, okay, you're not going to move Nato down to seven. You're not going to do the same with Wilson Contreras. Because especially a guy new on a team, he's learning a new pitching staff. He's learning new teammates. Still, He's learning the way the park plays. He's learning everything, not to mention the pressure of going from the Cub and becoming a Cardinal catcher who just replaced the greatest Cardinal catcher of all time. Like, and people are like, oh, we got to move him down lineup. He sucks. This is Dexter Fowler all over again. Like folks, maybe think before you say stuff. All right. Because it is a direct representation of you and they're not going to move him out. And I'm so glad they didn't. Let me just run through a little bit with him. Uh, before you get to you that, me this. Okay. before you get to stats, yeah. Um, I want to say a couple of things on the moving down so we can move on and not keep rehashing that point. But I have a couple of things. One, wasn't Contreras' best spot in the lineup in his career and the place he's hit the most is fifth. Yes. He said, Ollie asked him, where do you want to hit, second or fifth? He said, I want to hit fifth. A lot of that's because he's a catcher. He doesn't have yes. to rush in to get ready to hit. Um, second point, he said he, he didn't hit nearly as much in spring training as he normally does because he was learning the fucking pitching staff, the entire pitching staff. He yep. stayed back from the WBC to do that. He did that, and guess what? His his defense is benefiting from that. His framing is way up. His um, he's throwing out base runners at the highest level, um, the highest rate in baseball. He's tied with the amount of thrown out um base runners thrown out with JT Realmuto, but much less much less attempts for Contreras. So his rate is the highest in all of baseball right now. He's making a difference on both sides, but also like it's so frustrating to me because he we have we've played nineteen games. <laughs> 19 games. You I take know. the worst 10 game sample size of anybody's season. Oh my God. Like it's going to be worse than Wilson's was. I think like no, no, Arnado last year in May batted like a hundred. It was horrible. Do do we not remember that Mike Trout was 0 for 27 at one point last year? Exactly. With like, like what? 14 strikeouts, 15 strikeouts. It's, it's also so like, stupid because guess what? Three games after all this bullshit about moving Contreras down, which I fought up against so long. And I was like, man, please do something so I can look like I'm vindicated here. <laughs> Um, he's batting 270, all right, above his career, 274, above his career average. His OBP is 357, a couple points higher than his career average. And his OPS is 809, one point higher than his career average. Guess what? He's been the best catcher in baseball for the last six years, by far. Like, oh, we accumulate the whole six years. Jitiro Muto's had up and down years. Um, and he's the best right now, I'd say, but uh, overall, it's Contreras. He's doing what he's always done because guess what? Baseball evens out. What do they right. call it? That a batting what? It's a batting what? Yeah. Well, the last time I checked, they call it an average. It's a batting average. It's not and a. And batting... everything else is based it's... off percentage. Yeah, so... it's not a batting low. It's not your lowest Correct. batting average in your Correct. worst ten game stretch of the season. So stop it. There's so many factors going into this, and you, as the person who's saying this about him, probably were the same people that were saying that you wanted his defense to be better. Guess what? He worked on it, and his offense took a hit at the beginning of the fucking season because of it. You should be thankful that he's working on this. He's trying to become a better player. And God damn it, he had a five-game, he had like a 12-at-bat streak the last three games that I have never seen Yadier Molina have in his whole fucking career with exit velocities. So I'm not even exaggerating. That. Let's go through it. I've got it right here. That's what I was going to go to, and, and then I'm glad you led us into that. So his last 13 at-bats, essentially, right, where, where balls have been put in play, he's 8 for 13, all right? So last four games, uh, he had a 112-mile-an-hour mile per hour why do we always say mile an hour that's not true mile per hour double 93 ground out 109 single 92 fly out 104 ground out 111 home run 105 home run 101 double 106 double 99 fly out 110 single 99 fly out 115 double bro is how many extra base hits is that uh extra base hits that is by my count six of a Six of his last eight hits are extra base hits. Extra base hits. And okay, so Yachty had well, five. good luck finding that information. Yachty had 13 extra base hits all of last year. Yeah. Yep. He he got half of that in a weekend. Yep. In 13 at bats. And like, again, and, and, we're not coming on here to disparage Yachty. Like that's not no, what we're no, doing. No, 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 but I will say I 
it is nice to have a catcher currently. We haven't had a catcher who really, really hits in a long time. Yachty had a couple stretches here for a little bit over the last few, few years. Really good years. Don't get me wrong, but it is nice to have a threat in the lineup that is also behind the plate. And also, by the way, I think he leads the league in uh, thrown out runners. Is Am I correct on that? So I just said that. Where were oh, you? Oh, my God. Well, that? should have been listening to that, actually. Um, and think about the cup I, of tea. Do you listen to me when I speak? I feel like you don't. Yeah, anyway, um, I'm not here to disparage Yachty. Actually, well, I am here to disparage how bad Yachty was last year because I feel like we want to act like Yachty was, has always been this great guy. Wilson Contreras isn't replacing 2013 second place MVP vote Yadier Molina. No. Okay. He's replacing Yadier Molina, the guy that couldn't hit the ball over 85 miles per hour consistently. That's who he's replacing. So, like, Wilson Contreras just did something that Yadier Molina hasn't done since 2016, 17, 18, maybe. Like, that's what he just did. And I just, I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And Wilson Contreras is just as much of a presence on the field as Yadier Molina was when he was backing down Brandon Phillips, when he was doing all the stuff that we love Yadi for. Contreras is that presence. Now, is yes. he as good of a defensive player as Yadi? No. Does he carry the acumen where pitchers don't shake him off? No, he doesn't. He's not that. But he is as big of a presence. And he is. And also, Wayne Wright said they love him in the clubhouse because they. he said, I haven't been around many people that want to win more than Wilson Contreras does. So everyone get off his back. He's on fire right now, and we're going to need that, man, because Nolan doesn't look good right now. Move him down to ninth. Like, I, I just – I don't know. But yes. he's been great, so. A um, couple more things around the Cardinals. It was nice to see Tommy yesterday, uh, not just from the right side, but also the double from the – or the triple, triple from the left side. Um, came up a single short of the cycle. But that was – is that second time this year he's come up just once short of the cycle? Is that right? Yeah. Second. Yeah, the last right. time um, he needed a triple – and he yeah. laid down a sack bunt instead of trying to go. For it, it was great to see Tommy and DC lead off the game from the right side with doubles yesterday. Uh, nice to see Tommy have that success. Um, there's a reason he's going to hit at the top of the lineup against lefties. And there's a reason he's not going to hit at the top of the lineup against righties. So let's not make too big of a deal out of the lefty versus, I mean, we can, but let's just let it be what it be. It works yeah, very it well the way it's working. Um, yeah. I mean, Andre Pilate sent down thoughts on that. You think they're going to stretch him out? Cause I sure hope they are down there. I would, or else I wouldn't sit him down. But, I mean, I don't know. He's not getting lefties out, and that's what they kind of wanted to do when he's not doing it. And he's not better than Drew Verhagen right now. I can't believe I'm saying that, but here we are. He's not better than him right now. Jordan Hicks, last two outings, really good, so hopefully he carries that momentum on. I'll tell you what. I know it didn't surprise me or anything. It sucks for Andre. He'll figure it out. He'll be back. I don't know in what role, but he will be back by mid – I mean, by May, I would say, by mid-May. You know, he'll be back. Um, I will say – Hansitz Cabrera, he gave a run yesterday, but he looked pretty good. It was kind of unlucky. Um, Jordan Hicks looks pretty good. If these guys, if those two guys, if those two guys click to any degree, whether it's a four ERA, it doesn't have to be like a 2.5. Man, this bullpen has a lot of firepower in it. And if you can just start getting some more length out of your starters, and I think we talked about this the other day when I said they're ninth in the league in length uh, in terms of average length. I think why it feels so bad, and I thought about this a lot after I said that, is because their average length seems to be like everyone's doing that. Everyone's going five and two thirds. No one's right. going seven and then going four. So it feels worse than it is because everyone's kind of doing the average and no one's exceeding the average, if that makes sense. So that's why it feels like you're having to cover so many innings because you really are. Because a lot of these teams that have a five inning you know, average, they'll get a guy that goes eight and then a guy that gets blown up and goes three. So that's kind of where I land on that. But I think the bullpen is a really good spot. I think the offense is in a really good spot. Man, if they, this team just gets starting pitching to get, just get some quality efforts. And we know these guys can do it. Like these guys have have careers where they've done this over and over. This team really doesn't have many weaknesses. Like I, so, I at least I think. Wayno threw a uh, threw a, a a game last night down at Double A Springfield. He gave up two runs, maybe. Um, one was a home run. I know I saw that. I didn't yeah. watch the game. Obviously no. it was on, I think the same time as the Cardinals were playing, but, um, so we know that he's going to be back soon. If I'm the Cardinals one, first of all, I hope that Chris Stratton's arm doesn't fall off. And two, if I, if I'm sending Palante to AAA, it's to stretch him out as a starter, because then if you need to bring him up at some point in the year as a starter, you can, but also if you just need to replace him in the bullpen, you can always do that. That's never a problem. So sending him back down to be in the pen really gives, it really makes no sense. In my opinion, he's got to be down there, stretch out as a starter. That's what I would do because 
also looking forward, you'd like that guy to maybe be an option for next year. So there's a lot of reasons to do that. that I think I would do it. And here, like you said, if, if um, there's an injury in the bullpen for whatever reason, whether it's long-term or short-term and you need Andre Pallante, he can come up and it's not going to hurt him that he stretched out. Like no, maybe you'll have to take a all. couple extra days off, but he can still be there. So, yeah, I, I didn't mind that decision. It sucks for Andre, I know. Like, no one wants to be on the, in Memphis, especially a guy that had, didn't go down one time last year. He was up the entire time. So that does suck, but he'll be back. I don't know in what role, but he'll be back. Nice to see Walker get off the schneid a little bit the last couple yeah. games. With some he walked. Hits. He did. He needs to change he his last name. He needs to be Jordan huh? Hitter. Yeah, that's good. Look at you. That was good. Jordan good. Walker, he doesn't walk, dude. He has two walks. Him and Corbin Carroll both only have two walks the whole year. So okay, far. can I – now let's get into our favorite player. Well, one of them. Um, yesterday, can, can we talk about this refusal to start lefty hitters against lefty pitchers? Like, I, I, I understand maybe – don't tell me it was a scheduled day off because he played and he got two bats. Also, mm-hmm. hit a grand slam. We're talking about Nolan Gorman, obviously. I mean, this guy is an integral part of your lineup right now on a team that is struggling. He right now is your highest performer. And I don't understand. I don't see the value of sitting him, especially this wasn't Clayton Kershaw in his prime. We were facing Madison Bumgarner yesterday. I, I don't under, I just don't understand this. Let's play Taylor Motter because a lefty is pitching and sit Nolan Gorman, literally our best hitter because he hits left-handed and the guy on the bump is left-handed. I don't give two fucks what analytics say anymore. Like, I don't understand it. And at some point, they're going to have to figure out a way to, to eliminate that mindset. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's weird because if you're going to give him that opportunity, I mean, Massa Bumgarner had like a three-whip against lefties. Like, that's the guy to give him the opportunity to. I agree. And I, I get it. If you're facing like a stud, like if Carlos Rodon's on the mound, you Agreed. Know? Yeah, I'm not going Taylor Motter, but I'll go Brendan Donovan if he's not hurt, which he did come into the game today, which was nice to see um, and play a little defense to check and test his leg out. Um, I don't I don't know. And I'm worried. And they better not be fucking doing this shit with Paul Young when he's back because he is worse than Nolan Gorman against lefties. So please, I'm going to scream if they do that. Nolan yeah, Gorman, I almost tweeted I think, that out today, actually. I think they're going to have to get to a mindset. spot where you realize and and. It's young. The season's still young. It's 19 games in, but we're getting close to a point where you say it's Gorman. I mean, it's it's Arenado, it's Goldschmidt, it's Contreras, and it's Gorman. And those are your four best hitters on any given night. And they just need to roll them out. Like Ken Griffey Jr. didn't come up and sit against. And I'm not saying he's Ken Griffey against lefties. Like this, this doesn't happen. Now. Like Juan Soto didn't come up and sit against lefties. And we think about this. Well, yeah, he's not Juan Soto. Well, I didn't, neither was Juan Soto until he got the opportunity. So. Gorman's not going to be an 800 OPS guy against lefties. I don't think, at least not now, but you're limiting his future as well. Like, what if he becomes a guy like Kyle Schwarber doesn't sit against lefties? That's probably a better comparison. He it plays is. Against I everybody. think that's a very good one. And and he doesn't hit, like, he's not hitting. He probably hits like 200-ish, but he'll pop a homer every now and then. Like, he's still a presence in your lineup. And it also makes it more difficult to bring in a righty and to make changes. And it's a harder line to navigate when you have that lefty in there. I do not like when you have a full lineup of righties and then it's like easy bringing a righty and then you're now you're deploying your entire bench and it limits your versatility later on in the game. Mad Bum, I don't know. It's so strange to me. I would play him in the future against lefties and especially if it's a guy that's not, you know, ace caliber pitcher. Agreed. 100% agreed. Like there are spots you could pick and choose. I think there are spots you're going to need to pick and choose with Jordan Walker too. Like maybe yeah. there's certain guys that, Hey, let's, let's go ahead and let's like get Corbin Newt and Burley out there. Yeah, right. Like, right. yeah, there are certain guys that you need to pick and, and choose with, but Nolan Gorman. And I know you face the majority of right-handed players, so he's not really, a, you can't call him a platoon guy, but no, if you're like going to sit him against a lefty, you, 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 it just doesn't make any sense. Like I said yesterday, Madison Bumgarner, the perfect guy to have Nolan Gorman in the lineup against yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. instead of Taylor Motter, by the way, no offense, I, Taylor, you got to hit. He did get a hit. But, yeah. But yeah. you know, you know what I will say, though, is I'm kind of glad he didn't start for the simple fact that who knows how that butterfly affects and he doesn't hit the Grand Slam. How about that? Nolan Gorman's first hit ever in his career with the bases loaded was a home run. I know. I know. That's Unbelievable. Cool. I love He's him. And also, by the way, too. for those of you up north, uh, download the Dairy Queen app and you get an 85 cent blizzard today. I was laughing so hard because I guarantee he hit that Grand Slam, got into the clubhouse and had a text from his agent. That said, Listen, you hey, gotta tweet this out. You're gonna have to tweet this out. And the, the tweet was 
hey, you love Grand Slams? Have a treat. And, a bli- and then it's again later, it said Blizzard treat again. So he said treat twice in one sentence. I was like, he Shout copied out, and pasted we that. Love you, bro. He definitely copied and pasted that. It was but so I thought good. that was so funny. And it was like hashtag he had, AD like, what the or fuck? something. I don't even know what he was yeah, hashtagging It's hashtag right ad. It's hashtag oh, ad. Oh, okay, ad. Okay, got it. That, see, that makes sense. AD. I thought he was trying to go after Angie Davis. No, so he's trying to tell no, I was laughing so hard because I knew I know for a fact that dude was on the plane. Someone got the notification, uh, they tweeted it, and they were like, What the fuck is this? I wonder if someone to just took it. his phone paid. and did it for him. That would be even Good better. For Garmin, though, get your ad deal. I mean, get your uh, brand deals. Absolutely, especially Dairy Queen. I'm all for right? that. Anyway, so you got that. Uh okay, so we got Seattle this weekend for three. Uh obviously. You know, everybody knows on here my affinity for the Mariners, but that doesn't mean anything. However, let's talk about it. All right. The Dawn Bomb, big fans of, but the home run Trident is equally as fucking awesome. And when I saw Julio Rodriguez pull that out and run, they handed it to him and he ran through the dugout. That's great. What? That's unbelievable. Let, every team should it's have a, this. What should, what could the Cardinals have? I'm not into it. It has to be natural, I think. I agree with that. The Trident is excellent. Yes, that's really good because it, it. I mean, obviously the Mariners, it fits really well with them. Thank, um, Jesus, thank I, you for explaining that. No, to I'm our just, viewers. I'm saying it's like that's a really good one. I think some of them are stupid. Like I think the whole samurai thing. I get it's it's fucking Shohei, but they're not even taking it with them on the road because of some plane inconvenience with it. Like it's fucking stupid. I hate it. So I wonder I, if you think like, to try it in on the road. To be honest with you, yeah, they can. I just, I think some of it's so fucking stupid. Like. It seems so forced. Like when the Brewers were doing the ring the bell with a fucking Thanos gauntlet on, like that's just dumb. Like do something original. But um, I do like you're that. Such a, you're you're a you're a curmudgeon, bro. You no, and Matthew I just think would be I don't like friends. stuff that feels forced. I like stuff that feels natural. I love natural emotion is what people like to watch, not force stupid shit that people don't want to do. Like whatever. Anyway, um, I the thing that sucks is the Brewers sweeping the Mariners. Makes me think there's a zero percent chance of the Cardinals sweeping the Mariners because they're not losing six in a row. It's not going to happen, and I believe in those sort of things. Also, look ahead. Cardinals have some tough pitching to face. This yes. is a good test for them. George Kirby's very, very good. Um, he's had some up and down starts so far this year. He is nasty when he's on. You're not scoring, so they've got to get to him. Luis Castillo. I mean, he's and been the best pitcher in baseball. Cardinal killer, also. Yeah, and he's also been the best pitcher in baseball so far, in my opinion. Him and Garrett Cole. Um, and then third game is. Not as big of a challenge. I don't remember who it was. Oh, um, Chris Chris Flexen. Flexen. So that's a game you hope to be able to put some runs up on the board. But the first two, man, I mean, Castillo looks like he's poised to have his Cy Young year that we've been saying he could have forever after getting that big contract. What a great Um, acquisition by them. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. And George Kirby's just one of the youngest, like, bright stars in the game in terms of pitchers. We do miss Logan Gilbert. going to be tough. That's good. We do miss Logan Gilbert. Yeah, but I still think, think Kirby and Castillo are better than him. No, I'm not arguing that, but but Kirk, but I mean Kirby and Gilbert right there. We, we lucked out to get Flexen instead of of Gilbert is what I'm oh, saying. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yes. But we lucked Luis out to Castillo, not get Gallon. We, are, we lost two of three. We are also lucky that Luis Castillo will not hit against us because he has the worst swing. But we watched him rake two doubles last time we went. Yeah, went and saw him pitch for the Reds. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm ex- here's what I'm excited for. I'm excited that it's late night baseball because the next two nights I have to work till eight o'clock, so I get to come home shower, sit on the couch and watch your game. Pretty excited about that. I'm excited to get to see, I'm probably going to actually listen to the Mariners broadcast instead of the Cardinals broadcast. If you don't listen to Mariners guys, they're fantastic, but I'm probably going to, at least for one of the games, I'm going to listen to those guys. I love doing that, but I, I, I'm excited to get to see us play in that field uh, and safe go. Correct. Yeah. I had to think about it for a second. I'm excited to see all of that. Well, I mean, the way they change them now, I don't even know, but I'm excited. And also I think it's a good test for both teams. Both teams underperforming right now. T-Mobile, thank you. Both teams underperforming right now. So, yeah, and man, I think we got to talk about this as a whole. The the the. By the way, I don't think the Mariners are as good as we thought they were. Their lineup kind of reeks. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Their lineup kind of sucks. Like it's really really good at the top four. They but when you get Hannibal. down, when you get yeah, and he's gone. He's not coming back. Like when you That's, get down, yep. like five through nine, it's like you know after Kyle Raleigh, it's kind of like what is this? Like Tay Oscar's good. So I guess. Six through nine. It's not the Cardinals lineup. I'll say that. Here's the thing that that worries me. And, you know, time changes are tough. We know that when it's about going west, it's tough to get up for those games because it's your body says it's 12 o'clock, you know, by the end of it. If you're Nolan Arenado, whoever. They we talk about small sample sizes. 30 games is not a small sample size. They've got 10 games 
on the West Coast. They've got three against the Mariners. they got four against the Giants, who aren't very good, but still it's tough to play them in their stadium always. And then they've got three against the Dodgers. Um, who also are struggling, us, by the way. They are, but we're, we're talking about a week away. Who knows what's going to happen. Agreed. So you get to 29. That's going to be 29 games by the end of the stretch. At that point, you're starting to get to the quarter mark of the season. They've really got to have a good trip. Normally on a West Coast trip, I would say, you know, go four and six and you're fine. You know, that's a good West Coast trip. They can't do that. I'm sorry. You didn't earn that. Like if you would have had, you would have taken care of business against the Rockies and swept them like you should have. You would have taken care of the Dimebacks and one, two or three like you should have. And you would have won three or four against the Pirates. I'll be sitting here and say, go four and six. You didn't do that. So you better overachieve on this West Coast trip because you cannot be 30 games into the season, almost a quarter of the way and still be six, seven back at the Brewers. You've gotten that. They've got to win six. At least that's to me, the minimum you've got to overachieve in this series because you've underachieved so much. And now you've got to overachieve to balance it out. That's where I'm at. At least um, shout out to Jacob on Twitter. We also forgot to uh, say that you, this series also has my two dudes um, qualified players younger than 25 with a WRC plus of 180 or higher. Mr. Jared Kellenick at 23 years old and Mr. Nolan Gorman at 22 years old. Um, that's pretty impressive, those two bros. So I'm yeah. excited to watch those two guys go. Julio Rodriguez, it's always fun to watch him play. But you're right, Cal Raleigh is off to a sluggish start. Um, J.P. Crawford not getting hot. Yeah, I mean, it's early. He doesn't hit. He doesn't hit. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think this is going to be a really litmus test. Is it? Uh, road trip for the Cardinals. I, I do. Guess, like, I think 6-4 the is the bare minimum, Caleb. I, 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 think I agree, dude. You're not complete, Yeah. You're not I think playing they're great already, teams, great teams, at least. As of they're already six games out behind the Brewers. And I know it's only like, I, I understand all of that, but you can't fall 10 games. I mean, you could, but it'd be, you're making your yeah. life way harder. You can't because so. Carl's pitching staff isn't good enough to win 20 games in a row <laughs> here. It's also like the Cardinals were never more than four and a half games behind the Brewers last year. They're already they six. Five. Didn't they get to five? I saw four and a half either way. Oh, There's okay. still more than that now. Yeah. They're six behind right now. Right. So you can't keep falling behind because it's a Brewers. You're going to need the Brewers to falter now. You did this to yourself. They have to, like, if, if you play five games better than the rest of the year, you're out by a game. So you're going to need them to falter and you're going to need to play, play really well. But you cannot get to the quarter mark of the season and look up and still be five games under 500. You have got to go in there and take care of business. And you've done this to yourself because you should have taken care. You should have at least won one game against the Braves. You should have um, taken care of business in Milwaukee. Then you had the game, the series against you just had 10 games against three bad teams. Yeah. Diamondbacks aren't bad, but they're, I think they're no, kind Diamondbacks of an are an up and coming team, bro. They're I good. think they're an average, I think they're an average team. Well, um, at the end of the year, you might be right. But right like now, up and down the roster, well. they're an average team. Their bullpen's horrendous. The starting rotation, you didn't even face Gallon. And their lineup, I mean, it's all right. Like, they've got some really good players in there, but that's about it. Um, you should take two or three from that team at home every time. So you've done this to yourself and, you know, seven and three would be really nice. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Like they've got to prove it to me now. Like if we're talking about this series, let's get into predictions. I mean, it's hard for me to say they're even going to win it at this point because the pitching matchups aren't in our favor. The, the offenses, like we're not at home. The Mariners just lost three. So they're going to be hungry to prove themselves again this weekend at home. I'm going to say they went two of three because I do think they should. But it's getting tough. Like at this point, I'm going to have to start being realistic at some point if they lose this series and say that I don't know what they're going to be doing. Well, yeah, um, I'm going to call two of three also because I do think that they can do enough to beat George Kirby. And I also do think that they can take advantage of Chris Flexen, um, which now just guarantees sure. that Chris Flexen will throw the game of his life on Sunday. We'll win the first two and lose the right. first Yeah. But Luis Castillo, man, he, one, he just seems to own the Cardinals. And like you said, he's pitching as well as anybody in the game right now. I mean, he and Garrett Cole, and you could, I mean, there's a list lineage there. But by the way, there was a guy on Twitter yesterday who tried to tell me that Marcus Stroman was as good as Garrett Cole. Where do these people that. live? Okay, just get over it. Who cares? I, I'm over it. I'm just They're stupid. There's no reason to even bring it up. That's obviously an idiot. <laughs> You you love to control the narrative, bro. You, I'm well, telling you, you and Madison like, no would one, be best friends. No one actually believes that. And if you do, you don't know what you're talking about. Or you're a Cubs fan. So it's just useless use to talk about. <laughs> All right, let's take – okay, let's move on from the Cardinals. You didn't finish your thoughts. See, this is what you do. You got well, I don't even know what thought, it was I say. Went to Garrett Cole when you shouldn't, and now we're here. I don't know. You said something <laughs> I think the Cardinals take two of three in Seattle. But, I mean, that's just – that could be me being a – like, again, we won last night, so I'm on that – 
and I had a collard green milk for lunch. So I'm on a euphoric eye right now. Okay. And- players of the players of the weekend. You go okay. first. Okay. All right. I'm going Nolan. I'm going Nolan Arnado. Only because it just seems like when you need him the most, he pops up. And it feels like we need Nolan to be Nolan this true. weekend. I don't think that's true. Well, playoffs Based on the might playoffs. suggest differently. <laughs> Based on the but you know what I'm saying. Like, I just have a feeling that he has a big series in Seattle. Um, I could be wrong. I just have a feeling he – I honestly don't even – I think he has a really big road trip. Like, if we're going to be honest. I just have a feeling going west is going to be I, – I just have a feeling that Nolan has a really solid road trip. So I'm going to yeah, pick Nado. Yeah, he definitely, I mean, he lives west, so definitely some familiarity there. Um, I don't even know what my pick is. I That's tough. I don't, I'm not picking a pitcher. Way to show prepare. I, they suck. I know, but I was going to pick, I had a pick, and then I was like, I don't like that, so I'm changing it. I think Wilson Contreras stays hot. That's my pick for the series. Um, he just, he's on one right now, man. Like, when that guy gets going, he starts playing with fire, and especially if the team starts winning. Because if the team's winning and he's going, it's just going to snowball for him. So, I think he keeps going. You know, he had the lowest of lows. I think the highest of highs is going to last longer um, than three games, which is what it's been. So I like Contreras this series. Well, also something we didn't talk about, Goldie almost seemed like he pulled something yesterday on a play to first base. I don't know if you saw that. Um, and yeah, then the stayed stretch. in the rest of the game. Yeah. So Said he was fine. Is there anything about that? Like, did they no. – I didn't hear any talks about it. Someone should yeah, ask. I saw something on – I saw something on Twitter, and some – I don't remember who had posted it, but uh, they asked him about it, and he was fine. So – so what was it? I wonder. I you know what I almost wonder. I, I almost wonder if his hand was sweaty and he wiped it on his pants and they thought he was grabbing at something. That's possible. Yeah, could be. Could be. Oh, I don't know. I hope he's uh, fine. I mean, he was running fine, yeah. so he should be fine. But just wanted to mention yeah. that because it scared me. Also, Can't lose him. I'm going to give you ten seconds to formally issue an apology to Luke and Baker. No. I still don't ever want to see him as a cardinal. You have about six more seconds. I'm not doing it. I don't want him to be a cardinal ever. Dude hit a massive oppo shot the other night in the ninth. I love that guy. I Why? love the way I love him. I just like Why? the way he swings the bat. He's the most He's the boring big baseball player bombs. ever. Cool. Now, why are you? What is your? I don't. What is Have your you deal? watched him play? Yeah, imagine well, Corbin of, Burns facing him. He would look like a child. How do you know that? How do you know? That? I've seen him. You swing, don't know that. Right? He swings like a lumberjack. Yeah, he's he is off to a great start. Cool. And I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. The Luke, the Luke and Baker hate from you has to stop. So that's what I'll, I want I'll to take know. one. Um, okay, let's go around the league a little bit. Um, first off, shout out Kike Hernandez, his hundredth career home run. That's a that's a great accomplishment for Kike Hernandez. That's He's pretty awesome. Too. I did not realize he had ninety nine. He's on my fantasy team, and he had three hits today. Yeah, good for him because he's been horrible. My God. Yeah, we've well, been the hot Red lately. Sox. Red Sox need to take him off his shortstop and never put him back. Like making well, him change positions and all that. I don't give a shit to get a fucking shortstop or don't let Xander Bogarts walk in for agency, but don't ruin Kike because you're playing him at shortstop where he shouldn't be playing. He's taking that to his offense, I believe, but good for him. Yeah, um, that's all I wanted. You I like tried to step all over that. And all I wanted to give him no, was a shout out. I like Kike a lot. I don't like what the Red Sox are doing with him. I think it's kind of shitty. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe but you also had field. to insert. He's been horrible this year. There was no need for that. Well, he let has, the man he have has a been. shiny moment. He has been, but I'm saying it's because of the Red Sox. Um, why does Phil Cuzzy hate Mad Max Scherzer? That's such a weird situation. Um, I don't even know what to say about it because I don't know if he was cheating. Um, the thing that's weird to me is if you have anything on your glove, it's an automatic ejection. So why, if he had stuff on his glove, is he going back in to change gloves? Same question for Domingo. Well, they, the Domingo Herman, same way. But they, I don't both get they it. said with sweat and rosin. Right. And I guess the umpires, if it gets to be too much rosin, that's where the warnings come in. But Phil Cuzzy... Phil Cuzzy must be a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. Like, I don't know Phil Cuzzy. I'm, but I don't it, like this whole now we're going to call Max. I don't believe hold Max on, hold on. cheating. Yeah, you, but you don't know. You're right. I'm saying I so believe. So if he was cheating, you can't call the umpire a bitch. If Max Scherzer was cheating, I and he wants to lie about it. Like, I don't believe Max Scherzer was cheating because he said he'll put it on his kids' lives. People don't normally say that if they were cheating. Right. And they like he's not right. going to lie about that. Um, I don't believe he was cheating. Because also, like, if you have to go change gloves and do all that shit, how dumb would you have to be to come back out with stuff on your hands? Like, super, super fucking stupid. Also, evidently, he went into the clubhouse. They told him to wash his hands. He went in with an MLB rep or, like, one of their guys. used alcohol, washed his hands, like, all the entire time. It doesn't mean he kind of put it back on, though. Walked back. Hold on. Walked back out with the same rep, put the glove on, new glove on, and went out to the field. And then they got him. Like, it just seems like a trap. Like entrapment to me. They're not going to entrap 
Max Scherzer and like why would they choose him? He's on one of the he's one of the best pitchers in the world on one of the best teams in the biggest market. I don't think they're gunning for Max Scherzer. That would be stupid for every avenue of baseball to do that. Here's what I will say: you can't just portray one side and act like Max Scherzer is telling 100 percent the truth because no one no one admits to cheating for the most part. So I don't believe he was, but I also don't know that for a fact. I do know almost everybody in the league uses rosin, and no one has had that happen to them really. So. Like, well, Domingo Herman did so it, and they didn't even – they didn't kick him out. Yeah, but Domingo they weren't Herman, even twice. He probably was cheating. Fuck Domingo Herman. I mean that with all my heart. But Okay, I did read also the Phil Cuzzy. There's been three yeah. pitchers, the last three suspended or kicked out for Rosin. All were Phil Cuzzy. And also – It's bro, not for Rosin. Ever, it's not for Rosin. Well, for sticky stuff. My apologies. Calm down, Mr. Well, semantics. Rosin's legal. That's but also, it's not semantics. Don't, it's just not right. Don't slam the glove into an, a player's chest like you're a tough guy. I don't like him. Let's be honest. Well, I don't. I don't like many umpires, to be honest with you. But at the end of the day, I don't. I don't know if he was cheating or not. I'm not going to sit here and say he definitely wasn't. I'm definitely not going to do that because there is a chance he was. Why? You don't know. That's just inaccurate. I, I just have a hard time believing that Max Scherzer started cheating today. I don't like or yesterday. Didn't. I have a hard time I, believing that. You think that's when he started? Well, he's never had. There's never been any other problems, dude. Like none. Dad, the, oh my! Everyone's been cheating the last year. That's why they're cracking down on it now. They just started putting it in different places. The umpires are too stupid to check. Like everyone's like been major like, league. I got badges still over here. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Like, like I don't think Max Scherzer is not a guy whose spin rates dramatically dropped after the crackdown. I don't think no. he's a cheater. If I'm being honest with you, I don't believe that. Um, I do believe it is very possible that they were playing a day game. He was sweating. It got mixed with sunscreen. Sunscreen got mixed with rosin, and then boom. But to be fair, that is illegal technically on the rules. But you also can't yeah. tell your players Which not to wear sunscreen. Show. Like, what, your players yeah. going to get melanoma so they don't get sticky stuff? Agreed. Agreed. Like, what are it's, we doing? I don't get it. It's and all now weird. We want, and now we get – we don't – I want. I don't want to get into this on the show because I, I want it to play out a little bit. But now we're also doing this double DH thing. At the Atlantic League, where that. now if a pitcher doesn't that make five innings, that won't go. Can't. All right. Okay. That's so that's it. Hold on. Hold on. To... Hold on. One more thing. Oh sure. Um, it was that Max Scherzer, and now you you fucked me up. What was it? Oh, um, the the biggest problem I have with this whole thing, and it's the last thing I'll say, is that MLB should do what at a um. Oh my God, Joe Dumars did when Joe Dumars when they decided to suspend Draymond Green stupidly, by the way. But when they did that, he came out and he at least said why. You don't have to disagree with the guy. I mean, I agree with the guy. You can disagree. You can say what he said was stupid, but at least he came to you and he talked. He didn't write a three sentence fucking paragraph and send it out to everybody. Someone from whether it's Joe Torrey, whether it's Theo Epstein, or it's Rob Manfred himself, I don't give a fuck. One of them needs to come out and explain. One, why Max Scherzer was allowed to come back in the game if he had stuff on his glove in the first place. Two, why, what it was that they found, and if it's actually something. Three, if these umpires actually know the fucking difference between rosin and sunscreen and sticky tack or whatever the fuck. Like, do they know the difference? Are they trained to know the difference? Have you shown them the difference? Have they felt the difference? Because if not, then I don't know why them feeling some man's hands are going to, is going to make them know now what um what's the difference is like you're not going to know because it's a little stickier like you don't know the difference so no. leaving this up to discretion is stupid in the first place it's just it's optical to me but they need to do a better job of explaining to the fans what's happening because max Scherzer is a big part of a team trying to win a world series and missing two starts if you lose the if you lose to the braves in the division by one game and max Scherzer didn't start two games because of this it's not great right um and the mets have a lot of problems also it's not right, just scherzer right now um Okay, bad, the bad. We got to talk a little bit about the bad of baseball. And I, it, it sucks that the Oakland A's are going to move to the we, – we all – I mean, we've talked about it. We had an idea. It seems like this is very much what Major – like the owner for Major League wanted when she made the Indians terrible because she wanted to move to Florida. This is very reminiscent, it feels like, of that with the owner who makes more – who is as profitable as an owner as anybody in baseball when it comes to revenue off of the sport. And now they're moving to Vegas. First of all, Great probably for Major League Baseball because having a team in Vegas is always, in my, I've been saying this since the running rebel, a good idea now that we're already in bed with sports gambling, which, by the way, in favor of as well. Good idea. I hate it. Everything about Oakland losing a team. I hate it for their fans. I hate it for the city. You're talking about a historic fan base with multiple World Series championships, lineage of guys who played in the, who've been, who are in the Hall of Fame. I, I hate everything about that. I hate it for MC Hammer. 
Like, I, I hate that. But also, to be fair, it just sucks. And, and I don't understand how in the world you're going to expect four years of A's fans to show up when they know that they're moving. And maybe I'm wrong, but they're not going now anyway. Well, the problem is that the owner didn't want to help pay and get people to pay for a stadium in Oakland and wanted public funding to build a stadium. That doesn't happen in California. We know that. California is never going to publicly fund your stadium. They never have. They never will. And they have the shittiest stadium in baseball. They have a fan base that's fed up, rightfully so, and doesn't show up. Because it's called what it is. Like, the biggest news story that came out of Oakland last year was a couple having sexual relations at the top of the fucking bowl. Right, so right. that's the biggest thing that came out of it last year. They traded away Chapman, Olsen, Sean Murphy, who was in his third year. Like, he wasn't even going to be a free agent anytime soon. And they traded him away. There needed to be a change with the franchise. Unfortunately, it's them leaving to go to Las Vegas. I do think it's good for the sport. I think there's a reason you've seen the Raiders leave Oakland. There's a reason you saw the Warriors go across town to the war um to San Francisco, across the bridge, I guess. Um, it sucks for the fans of Oakland that are diehard and that are there always. But at, at the end of the day, you kind of have to do what's best for your sport. And I think keeping them in Oakland, it was just delaying the inevitable. Like they needed to be somewhere yeah. else because that was never going to get fixed. In my opinion, it really opens the door for MLB expansion in Charlotte and Portland. That's what I'll say. Or Nashville, yeah. Okay, I, everybody says Nashville, and this is not a shot at Nashville because great, I mean, historic, used to have two minor league franchises there, right? Cardinals used to be there in the Sound, who were the White Sox Bruce. I don't, are Reds, maybe now Reds? I don't know, either way. Um, I just wonder if MLB, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I just wonder if MLB is going to put a franchise that is literally within five hours of four other MLB franchises, especially with all the blackout problems yeah. and with fans. I just wonder if they'll do well, that. You've got Cincy, you've got Atlanta. Yeah, I think hockey is a different animal, bro. Um, and I, they weren't within four. They weren't within four. There's no team in Cincinnati. There was no the team. In, there's no around. team in Atlanta now. They were. Right, I'm just saying. But you've got. I just wonder if they'll do that. I really do. I think Charlotte is thriving as a city. I, I could see that. I, and by the way, this is no shot at Nashville. I'm not saying they should or should not get one. That is one of the fastest growing cities in America. I just wonder if MLB would be get in early to put a team there. I don't know, get in while it's booming. And then when the people stabilize and have lives there, like it could be really successful. I don't know where they go. I do think they're going to expand. I just hope with the expansion doesn't come more playoff teams. That's just, that's my only hope. Keep the same. I, I am hopeful for Portland. Like personally, I've been to many minor league know, games man. there. But I, I think the Salt, I think the Salt Lake City group That's awesome. is going to have a lot of fucking money behind them. And what a natural rivalry with Vegas and Arizona and Colorado, right? There. Like, I don't know how they're going to handle it, but I'm intrigued to see because one of those, like, obviously Vegas is going to be in the American League, so it's going to be interesting to see what you do with. I mean, the geographical stuff is going to be interesting for me to, to pay attention to. I'm, I'm, intrigued. I'm excited for the, the the baseball. That means more minor league teams. That means more jobs. This is good for a lot of people. Yeah. Can it, can they be the Salt Lake City Shakers? And be I a mean, Salt I Shaker. Guess, I mean, I guess they could. They'll probably take the Pel- They'll probably take New Orleans. They'll become the Pelicans Salt Lake City Jazz. or the Zephyrs. They'll <laughs> take our old baseball team. They'll be the Salt Lake City Jazz. All right. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. It's weird. We'll see what happens. It's they're going to expand. Sucks for we know that. That's, it does. That's what it I hate. does. But that just keeps okay. that poor city. So let's end this with your favorite segment of the of the week. Hold uh, on, even though it's been a few weeks. Hold on, you missed a massive topic. I did. You did big. It's happening tonight too. Four twenty. Someone is returning tonight for the first time in over a year. Oh, Nan, that's right. Fernando Tatis Junior is out. back. For yes, Tatis Junior is back. I will be watching as they play the hot Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. Um, man, that team is bare. That team can't fucking score, and I don't get it. They've scored like two runs in the last 50 innings. I don't know what's going on. Manny, Juan Soto, I'm going to say now, thank God we didn't trade for that guy because Nolan Gorman's better than him right now, and he would have been one of eight players that we would have traded for Juan Soto. So he's going to get better, but he's been really bad, like, but like league average since he got traded to the Padres for some reason. But Fernando Tatis Jr. being back in baseball is great. He's going to kind of be a heel, too, which is a new role for him. I want to see how he handles yes. that. Because he's no longer the lovable face of future face of baseball. He shit that down the toilet. He's never going to be the face of baseball now. He's now going to be a villain everywhere he goes. 
it kind of sucks it's in Arizona. I hope they sell it out. I don't think they will, but I really hope there's a lot of people there because if it's like a barren crowd, that's going to suck. But I'm glad he's back. I mean, it's great. To, I, I am interested to see, do you think he's going to be the Fernando Tatis Jr. of old right away? Because I almost think it's kind of hard to say that. I mean, he sure looked like it at AAA. Yeah, but that's different. There's no one booing him. It's the circumstance. There's no media hounding him every day. It's different. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. No, I wouldn't put it. I mean, he's people forget that dude's a generational talent, like the definition of a generational talent. Yeah, he's never had an OPS under 900 in hood in a single season. He hit 40 home runs, like 120 games. The dude is a star. I hope he's great. That's what I'm gonna say. I hope he's great because I want to see. I want to. I like. I like having bad guys in baseball, not for that reason, really. And I didn't really want Fernando Tatis Jr. to be that guy, um, but he is now, and I'm interested to see. But I'm glad he's back. I just. I don't know, man. That. I'm telling you what, that San Diego team, I don't know what it is, but something is off about them. Something is yeah, off about weird. that team. There's a stink around them. I don't know what it is. Yeah. People keep maybe saying that about the Cardinals, but I don't buy it. Well, maybe it's that um, they tried to buy a championship and it doesn't work in baseball. That maybe is uh, potentially what it is, actually. I don't know. I'm honest. interested to see, but I'm glad he's Yeah, I, Yeah, I, honestly, that's it. on me. I, I, I even put it out there today. I made it on Facebook. But yeah, and I completely... I thought I'd put that down, and I completely missed that one. That's on me. All right, let's go to the mailbag. All right, here we go. Woo, Kale's favorite, favorite segment. Yeah, I think I don't like it. I don't dislike it. You love it, it bro. Um, look, uh, one, of our, one of our viewers, Blake, who does submit quite a lot of comments on here, has been asking for this. So let's go ahead and kick off with one of his. Um, sorry about not reacting much recently. Gentlemen, I love what you're going with, and I'm absolutely sure that I couldn't set a roster with this ridiculous depth. I feel like maybe we're still struggling with that too. That at St. Louis, it's going to take a little bit. Uh, shared you with my family over my dad and little brother's birthday. They enjoyed it immensely. Uh, told them to click and subscribe. But Lake, as always, buddy, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Did he say something about the depth? Yeah. Um, Wait Wayno said listen. an interesting thing yesterday. Uh, I did. I just wanted to make sure that I heard it right. Wayno said something interesting yesterday that he thinks – the team may have had a slow start chemistry wise because of how many players were at the WBC. And I do think that yeah, may, play that. In, may, may play into why, you know, they haven't played super well to start off the year. There's a lot of factors that have gone against the Cardinals, like bad BABIP, all the stuff. There's been like, they, they've, they're, they're not, they don't have a high BABIP themselves and they have a low BABIP. I mean, a really high BABIP against them, which means they're just getting really unlucky right now. Plus all the other stuff. I mean, the depth's going to figure itself out. Hopefully, like you almost kind of hope, and this kind of is weird to say, we kind of hope some people play really bad or something. Like just so it figures itself out because everyone's kind of playing the same right now besides like Newpar. So it's just, it's weird, but I don't know where we're going to go from there. Like who knows? Um, your guy, Steve, Steve came in after we talked about Manoa, said he loved Manoa, had him as his fantasy ace last year. Well, he is on my fantasy team too, Steve, and uh, he has not been an ace as of yet. Also, Jeffrey Springs. Got worse news after we talked about last time, maybe getting good news. He's out till July. Uh, Hunter Green got hurt. Cal Quantrill took one off the leg. Yeah, he took one off the arm. Not bad. He's, no, Jeffrey Springs is out for the year. He has Tommy Johnson. Oh, did they say? Because they said July. So now it's even worse. That's on, He's on my team. Uh, I have Ian Anderson because you swindled me into, hit, into that deal and had to keep him, and he has Tommy John. Um, uh, John Gray got also another comebacker. I'm literally down to like two pitchers, and I thought I had nothing but studs coming into the season. And here we go. Here's fantasy baseball for you all. I need to Fuck make a trade. My baseball. offense is barren. My offense so, is barren. Steve, I agreed with you, buddy. I was an, I'm an Alec Manoa guy, but he better get his shit straight. And I think the pitch clock is playing uh, dirty with Alec Manoa because he I does don't, move slowly sometimes. It's not just that, Dad. He His underlying numbers were really worrying last year. Like his expected ERA was a whole run. His expected ERA was a whole run higher than his actual ERA. That's not a good thing. Um, our our resident crossbow guy, Daryl Dixon, uh, always appreciate to hear from him. Really excited for this team. Goldie will regress, but let's hope it's not a lot. Uh, I'm expecting Arenado to do what he does every year. Adding Contreras makes the lineup deeper. Absolutely, we're starting to see that. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, really excited to watch Gorman hitting bombs. We just need an ace. The I, no argument. But I think we, and I got into a little argument with somebody on Twitter about this the other day. I, I, there is no literal definition, I guess, for an ace, right? But when you, when you look at guys who have earned that term, I'm not talking about guys who's had one or two good years. I'm talking about a guy who's earned the term ace year after year, hits the bump and does some, you know, really succeed. There aren't a lot of those guys out there. There just aren't. 
and there are even fewer who are going to get traded. Now, the Otani did come out and say that if the Angels aren't competitive, he'd like to be traded the trade deadline. We'll get into that, that at a later date. Well, I mean, something like that, like that he would not retire. Jeff Passan said that he would. That's what was Passan. Thank you. Thank Shohei you. did not say Sorry. that himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. That's fair. So thank But he got that from some inside source. Yeah, I mean, Passan does not just already. make up shit. So no, he's not staying um, in there, I agree with Daryl. I'd love to get at another pitcher at the deadline. It's going to be interesting to see who's available. It's going to be interesting to see what position the Cardinals are in in August, yeah. in July. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, it's also going to be interesting to see what does that cost because it's not like we're going to be the only team looking for a pitcher. Keep your eye on Dylan Cease. Um, okay. The the White Sox. This is they're done. They're they're done with that core. Um, if I'm them. I try and rebuild as quickly as possible to get your team back to where it needs to be. Dylan Cease has a lot of years left. He has two, three years, I believe. It'll get you a higher, it'll re, it will speed it up if you trade a guy like he and him. And I think the Cardinals have a lot of pieces that they would really like offensively. Like, think about how many pieces the Cardinals have that could really reshape a young core for a team. Like, honestly. And I'm not talking about Nolan Gorman because that guy's not going anywhere. I'm not talking about Jordan Walker. But there are a lot of guys that the Cardinals could part with for a guy like Dylan Cease. It would make a lot of sense for both sides. Um, that's the guy I'm looking at if the White Sox continue to struggle because he is a legit number one, fear me, I could strike out 15 today type pitcher. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's. I think he'll be much coveted, though. We're back to that. Also, Yeah, but no one I, has more. Here's the thing, though. He sure he's coveted. No one has a better is in a better position to make a trade than the Cardinals. So if they don't get him, it's because they weren't willing, not because they couldn't. Very good point. If he's available. Um, Lazy Forrest Gump, fantastic name, by the way. What a what a fantastic name. Uh, I see similarities in the O'Neill Carlson situation to the Colby Rasmus and John Jay situation. I see O'Neill being traded. Um, I, I just I don't know what to, to say to that yet. Because, I just don't even understand that. Well, I think the fact that they knew that John Jay was coming in, traded Rasmus to That's get a That's not why they traded Colby Rasmus. No, it wasn't. I know there was a whole little different options there. I understand that. I'm just saying, I don't know if that that's what he's talking about. The John Jay, I, okay. I, I don't know the answer there. Is it because Tyler like had tuning? That, is it because Tyler had that situation with Ali? I don't know. Kobe Rasmus, that guy was had some problems. Like, I, I don't know what else well, to his say. His dad, dad was, was the problem. It was him too. Sorry, if you're a grown-ass man that can't control your dad, you have problems too. Not arguing. Not, um, not arguing. Kobe Rasmus, Tyler O'Neill, not the same person. Not the same talent level. Um, Kobe Rasmus has never had a season that was as good as Tyler O'Neill was in 2021. I get, I get what you're saying, but once again, like, Dylan Carlson's not John Jay. He's not going to bat 300 and play elite defense in center field. So I just right. I don't know. Right. Um, People underestimate how good he was, John Jay, for me. Uh, gave you props for raising your hand on that that uh thing that was awesome because we do we are working on that like part of it is the delay with zoom part of it is we get uh, caught up in what we're saying part of it is caleb interrupts me all the time and does not let me cook so no the bigger problem the bigger problem is i try and talk and then you go on for 20 minutes about stories about garrett cole and marcus stroman when you should have stopped and cut it short that's the problem now you see why people love to take my class because all they had to do was ask me one question and next thing you know we were on eight topics down the road all right, let's move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> we only got a few more. Chad Hirschman, Nolan Gorman's season reminds me of Tyler O'Neill in 21. Not speaking on defense, of course, but let's hope he can keep up the pace. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Chad, you are absolutely uh, welcome. And uh, the A, if uh, I, I think Gorman's ceiling higher than Tyler O'Neill's, but I also think Tyler O'Neill's uh, his, I do. I also think Tyler O'Neill's um, mm. skill set is different than anybody we have on this team. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Tyler O'Neill. I don't know if Tyler's going to be a 40 home run guy in the majors. Okay, cool. That's one stat, first off. Tyler O'Neill had a 7.5 war in 2021. Nolan Gorman will never do that. No, because of the defense. That's what he talked about. So he doesn't know. I guess I'm talking about offense. I guess I was talking about offense. I still don't. But like I I said, I think Tyler's skill set different. 290 hitter that hit 34 bombs and had a 900 OPS. I don't know if Nolan Gorman's going to do that. I do have an interesting question, though, that I want to ask you. Um, one Tyler Neal, by the way, looked really good right now, I think. And I don't think people are for some reason not talking about it. He should be in left field every day. If that means Alec Burleson gets less at bat, he's been struggling anyway. Tyler O'Neill is like quietly batting almost 280 and has like uh, almost an 800 OPS. So he should be playing every day. Um, I really like what I'm seeing from him, and we're not really talking about him enough. Um, Nolan Gorman gonna lead the team in home runs, yes or no? 
Yes. I say no. Well, Not because I don't think field. he can. I mean, that's the easy bet to take. No, okay, fine. I'm going to say I think Paul Goldschmidt does it again. Um, okay. Also, he has 18 RBIs in 19 games. Yeah. Nolan Gorman, 18 RBIs. I know. I know. Well, the Grand Slam helped that, but yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you drove them in. What's that? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's like saying the basic clearing double helped his RBIs. Well, no shit. That's how you get to the RBIs. Well, I'm saying oh, his, the four his yesterday three home run day, was a big contributor. His three home run day really helped him hit more home runs. No fucking right, shit. Let's finish. I got stuff I got to do. Um, Joseph Pilaster. Joe, thanks for listening, buddy. I don't think the starting pitching is going to click. Sorry, I just feel that way. It's clear they need to make a change sooner than deadline. Uh, J-Dub is having issues, so if he's not ready, send him down and maybe let him regroup, which you talked about a little bit on the last podcast. Bring up Libby and JJ and find a backup catcher uh, that can hit. Uh, great show always, guys. Well, we appreciate that. We do agree that we do maybe need to do something. Although Kisner got a hit yesterday, happy for him. Um, I think Jordan Walker will be just fine. We've talked about that. Like you had said, like if he keeps struggling, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I, I don't know stopped. what to say about the pitching yet because you're not wrong. Like Joe's not wrong right now. But I let's talk, let's revisit this maybe at the end of May. And the trade deadline thing, it's going to be tough to make a deal before the trade deadline, I think, because teams are going with the extra playoff spots. Teams are going to hang on and keep going until they can't go. Even not, I don't even know if it's that necessarily. I think it's more that teams are going to want to maximize whoever they trade and the value of it. And there's, sorry, there's more teams and more urgency willing to pay you more for that player when it comes to deadline. Cardinals aren't making a trade before the deadline. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. Um, I'd be shocked. I got to call. Huh? They're not going. I'd be it's shocked. Yeah. And if they do, it's not for somebody that we need. That's what I'll say. If it is, it's for, it means there's a lot of injuries and we're getting a number five. That's what it would be. Yep. Um, I don't know who JJ is. I'm being honest. Who's JJ? It's a great question. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Um, Libertor, I, I had a rough start last time. I still, I don't, I don't think there is a JJ. And if there is, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, don't I just know. don't know who it is. Maybe it's Juan. I don't, I don't know, know either. Um, Jordan Walker. I'm glad to see him get on base three times, three out of five times. They hit two balls over 105 miles per hour. That's great to see. I, I don't think you send him down. And this is what I want to talk about is it's interesting because if you bring him up and you're not willing to sit through the struggles, then why is he here? Like he's going right, to struggle. I agree. I agree. If you were just hoping he was going to come up and be like, we talked about this earlier. Julio Rodriguez is the superstar that everyone's like a top 20 player in baseball easily. In my opinion, he was horrible the first month. He wasn't even doing what Jordan Walker's doing now. Like he was that bad. So, like I, I, you, you ride the struggles with him, or you shouldn't have brought him up. That's where I'm at with him. All right, last two, and then we'll get out of here. All right, uh, Susan McMurray, thanks. I appreciate hearing from you guys. Uh, thank you so much, Susan, for watching. We greatly appreciate you. And then when we come back to our guy, Lazy Forest Gump again. What, what a name! You guys are getting better and better. Keep it up. Much respect. Appreciate you. Love the name, bro. Absolutely love that name. Yeah, thank you. Anything else? I hate, when you, I hate when you do that when you stare at me like I have to say something. Um, no, I don't have anything. I mean, Cardinals need to win some games. And we watch Tatis tonight and see if he can return to form, I guess. I don't know. Yep, and we're picking two of three versus the Mariners. I did not specify which two. They're not winning um, two Although three. I did say I think we win game one and three, so I guess I did. Game one and three, okay. I'll say I, I don't care. Win two. I don't care what two. And I pick Nado and you pick Contreras, Willie. Yeah. All right. Let's go do it. Um, I do think we will be back Sunday night uh, and maybe potentially with may potentially with the third person. Gail's got to get on that and get that taken care of. But, you know, talking that that. it might be two dollar high noon night tonight at Cam. So I don't know if that's going to happen. See, like I said, like I said, we may need to go out and get some more tea. I don't know. Hey, listen, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, As always, we greatly appreciate it. You can always find us on our Twitters. Uh, You find us on Facebook. We'd love for you to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, tell a friend. Greatly appreciate that from Blake and from everybody else who's continued to do that. That helps grow our podcast, which makes us way happier. Uh, and then we get to do more things. Mailbag, we'll see when that comes back, but here it was tonight. So we will be back, I think, Sunday night. Might get released on Monday morning, though, knowing knowing the way things work there, but we'll, we'll talk that out as we go. Uh, everybody have an amazing weekend. Watch a lot of baseball. Be kind to each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Go Cards!